24, and we'll start with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, 2.0, public comment. If anyone is here for public comment, please come forward. And if you could please state your name and address for the record and sign in on the sheet if you haven't yet. Good evening. My name is Kat Smith. I am the current Cars for Neighbors board president. And with me is Valerie Jensen. She is our office manager. And we are here to talk to you tonight about our limited used dealer's license. <laughs> and I, I see you have your envelopes. <laughs> I brought extra in case anyone needed any. But is, did everybody read the information in the packet? Mm -hmm. And I know there is a zoning issue. We have to get that zoning approved in order to continue with this license or to reinstate it. And I guess we're just here seeing what we can do to get that done. Um, I was going to give a little history that I hadn't put in the letter. But in 2002, Cliff Korkowski, who was the founder of Free to Be, which is now what is Cars for Neighbors, he was able to get legislation passed for this limited use dealer's license. So it's not something that's been in place, you know, for years and years. It was something created specifically for nonprofits um, to assist with car donations. And the law also provided that donated vehicles, um, people wouldn't have to pay the sales tax on it. So. It's kind of a special area, and unfortunately, when the Department of um, Public Services decided to lump it in with all the other applications for a license, it now needs zoning. Um, before that, it never needed zoning. It, it didn't exist. So I don't know if there's questions or what we could do to persuade the council to approve the zoning. <laughs> So, um, well, I'll just say this. So, so the, the public comment period is not really like a back and forth. So maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay, but, but, I got my yeah. first time. <laughs> so if you guys could maybe just explain yeah. exactly what okay. it is from beginning to end, how like you get a vehicle comes in, what it does, that it, and so so that we can understand. Sure. As counts can understand the process because yep. the issue being that it's a used. You're operating in a used car dealership license, which is not allowed in the particular. The location we are now. Okay, yep, so what's going to have to happen will be the, the a, a proper application for conditional use permit. But I think it will be helpful for the council right now to know exactly what it is that you guys okay. how it works. So, so just to kind of explain it from beginning to end. Historically, we've been um, Anoka County nonprofit for 24 years. We help neighbors in need of car repair who can't afford to get them fixed. And as part of that, if we get a vehicle donated to us that is repairable within our parameters, meaning how much money we can spend per vehicle, we turn that vehicle around and work with our nonprofit partners to find a suitable person that needs a vehicle. We donate that vehicle to them. We don't make any money on it. All we're trying to do is help the community. Well, and when a vehicle comes in, whether it's donated to be donated or whether it's donated, and then we have a dealer that picks them up and either junks them or sells them for us. But we're able then to go into the Department of Motor Vehicles, put the vehicle on a, like a title hold, if you will, as a nonprofit until, you know, it's 
sold or donated. And so it really just gives us the ability to be able to get a login to be able to do that. It, it helps a lot because then the vehicle isn't, the title isn't sitting in limbo from the owner until the dealer takes care of it or we donate it and it gets transferred. Um, yeah, it, so that's kind of the process. We get a vehicle in, ideally, as soon as we get the title, we'd go in, log in, put it on hold, and then do what we're going to do with it. You know, we would. It, this does not allow us, and I, and I said in the letter, it would be a violation for us to use this license to sell a vehicle, like to put a vehicle for sale out on Meineke's lot. I mean, it, we can't do that with this license. That's not what it's for. It's simply for nonprofits to be able to log in, put the titles on a hold, um, and just have them there until they're able to, we're able to um, do what we need to do next with it. And, and so physically what tell us physically what happens with the vehicle that's donated. Yes. So yeah, physically, so right now, or well before too, um, like I just had somebody call today that wanted to donate a vehicle. So if they're able to, you know, drive it to Meineke, because we can park a car there, but usually that's not what happens. So what we would do is we kind of do it all by mail. We get the vehicle or the title in. Then, like I said, ideally we can put it on a hold, and then I just text or call our dealer, and he contacts the owner and and picks it up. Where we don't even usually see the vehicles. Um, if it's something that we would think was donatable, we would probably then have it at Meineke for them to do an inspection and a few repairs to donate it. And yeah, so, so that's, we, we have, rarely see a vehicle. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> we have an example of that. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a party that called us and said they wanted to donate a vehicle. This vehicle was drivable, so Valerie met them at Meineke and looked at the vehicle, and she called me, she goes, this vehicle looks really nice. These folks say that it's only gonna take a couple hundred bucks to put it up and running, so it would be a vehicle that we could donate to someone because we're not spending too much money to have to fix it up. So in that case, we have Meineke run an inspection for us and tell us what is exactly wrong with this vehicle. And in this case, Unfortunately, the tranny was going out, and that's not something that Cars for Neighbors can afford to do. So from that point, we had our partner, for lack of better terminology, the guy that would pick up the vehicle came and got it from Meineke's, and he took it, and he junked it from there. So the title was junked. There was no transfer or anything, but that's, that's one of the things that happens. The other thing that happens if someone calls and said, I have a vehicle that's not drivable, but I'd love to donate it to you. We contact them, they go pick the vehicle up, take it to their disposal place and dispose of it. Whatever money that it gets from disposing of the vehicle gets sent to cars for neighbors so yeah. we can help more neighbors in need. Does that make it a little clearer for you guys? Oh wait, and you do get cars occasionally, or more than occasionally, that are repairable and they're few and far between, and okay. especially right now. Okay. You know, years past, they were getting in 200 cars. But then, what was that program the government put into place? Cash, Cash for Clunkers. Yeah. Kind of hurt us. Well, and then there's other nonprofits out there we're competing with. 
but I would say we get at least a call a week on somebody inquiring about car donation. And most of them are junk. There's something they just want out of their driveway. And, and that's great, because our dealer gives us money for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we the money them. we get from the dealer that junks it, we turn that around and yeah. fix more vehicles. But on the off chance that we do get a car in that's worth fixing, that's say it's going to cost 500 bucks to fix it, for us, that's worth then it. And we really want to donate it. That's yeah. within our parameters. and. Working with other nonprofits in Anoka County, like Stepping Stone and Family Promise and the Alexander House, they have people who are in need of a vehicle. And if we can provide that to them for $500 fixing a vehicle, that gives them the ability to get back into working and in the economy and, and helping them out. And sometimes those people get to a position where they turn around and they donate a small donation to Cars for Neighbors because they're grateful for what we did. I mean, we've been around for a long time and we'd like to be able to continue, but to not be able to donate those vehicles to help those people really hurts us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, like uh, Mark said, we can't take action on public comment, but I know yeah. we do have a workshop meeting that we're um, proposing scheduling for a couple weeks from now. I think that would maybe be a good time the council could talk about it. Um, I think your letter very well explained everything to do and what the purpose of your request is. Is there any other questions that the no, I think anyone the city has? attorney mentioned a possibility of conditional use permit and perhaps if we went down that road, we want to apply it to any automobile related entity in the city to make that as an option subject to the Minnesota statutes. And make sure that it is for the charitable use, not the other use that we have so much, so many issues with. Well, and that is all yeah. this is for. This is yeah. for charity. We do this as a nonprofit. That's what we do. That's what we're about. Well, the license, this license is only for nonprofits. That's it. Yeah. And it's very limited. And I think it was originally called limited use not limited used. I don't know that that makes any difference, but when I was kind of doing the history back when Cliff was you know, the person that kind of helped with this, they called it a limited use dealer's license. So, but, but yeah, no, I mean, that if you need us to answer questions or anything else, just please reach out. Anything we could do? Uh, I'd personally like to see you continue doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. it sounds like you'll be on our agenda soon. You may want to come back and hear what we have to say about Okay, yeah, that sounds that. wonderful. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much. Thanks. Thank Happy you. evening. All right, 3.0 special appearances. 3.1, we have Lieutenant Hanson from the North County Sheriff's Office here for his monthly report. Good evening, members of the council. Uh, in December, I'm sorry, let me get this set down. In December, uh, deputies responded to 469 calls for service in Ham Lake. There were eight thefts and zero burglaries. Uh, there were a total of eight DWIs in December, three of which were test recusal and one criminal vehicular uh, operation. On uh, 1210 in the 14900 block of Lady Street, deputies attempted to stop a male who did not stop. Pulled into his garage uh, prior to contact being made. The male had been uh, called in as an impaired driver. Uh, through dispatch, and when they tried to detain him in relation to the possible DWI, he began to fight with deputies. Uh, when backup arrived, uh, he had been taken into custody by uh, the deputy on scene, and a strong order of an alcoholic beverage was coming from him. 
Uh, he refused all tests and was booked for a third degree test refusal. On the same day, a little bit later in the evening, deputies uh, are in the 17600 block of 65. Deputies observed a vehicle southbound on 65, traveling 91 miles an hour on 65. Uh, traffic stop was conducted on the vehicle. The driver showed signs of impairment. The driver refused a PBT sample and stated that he had, quote, too many beers. Um, so he refused all tests and was booked into jail, again, for test refusal. On the 13th in the 17,000 block of Highway 65, uh, deputies ran a vehicle's plate and found the registered owner was uh, revoked. Traffic stop was conducted and the driver was found to be the owner. The driver showed signs of impairment and submitted to a field sobriety test. Uh, PBT results were 0.14 and he was taken into custody. Uh, breath test at jail was 0.13 and he was booked for third degree DWI because he had one prior conviction in the last 10 years. On uh, the 14th, back to the 17600 block of 65, deputies were dispatched to Max uh, Sports Bar on a suspicious mail. They made contact with the party in the parking lot of the vehicle. Again, he showed signs of impairment and admitted that he should not be driving. Driver submitted a uh, field sobriety test and the PBT was uh, 0.13. Uh, the breath test at jail was 0.13 and again, uh, due to one conviction prior, was a third degree DWI arrest. On the 20th, deputies were dispatched to uh, another possibly impaired driver. Uh, located the vehicle at 65 and 181st. The vehicle was traveling 38 miles an hour and 65 for an extended period of time. The driver showed signs of drug impairment and one of our drug recognition experts uh, came and conducted a DRE investigation on the, vehicle, on the driver. Uh, based on the exam, the, the DRE felt that the, the driver was under the influence and took the driver into custody. They obtained a search warrant and took out a sample for blood. They were booked into jail for a third degree DWI uh, for having another prior. On the 20th as well, in the 13500 block of Radisson, deputies made a traffic stop on a vehicle after it struck the center median and was drifting around lanes of traffic. The driver showed signs of impairment and submitted to a BBT with the results of 0.18. Driver was placed under arrest. Uh, deputies drafted a search warrant and obtained a blood sample. Uh, charges are pending, but he was booked into jail for 4th degree DWI. On uh, the 28th, uh, Craftstown and Polk, deputies were dispatched to an injury accident. Upon arrival, they found a vehicle had rear-ended another vehicle and appeared to be at high speed. Uh, the male driver of the vehicle that caused the accident uh, showed signs of impairment and submitted to uh, field sobriety tests. The PBT results were 0.283. Uh, there were four parties in the vehicle that was rear-ended and they were all transported to the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. The male was taken into custody for criminal vehicular operation as well as DWI. A search warrant was drafted for his blood and was taken. The male was medically cleared and then booked into jail for the CBO. And the last one, uh, deputy stopped the vehicle for uh, traveling 80 and 55 in the 4200 block of Crosstown uh, Boulevard. The driver again showed signs of impairment uh, and failed field sobriety tests. PBT results were 0.16. The driver was arrested but refused to submit to a breath test and he was booked for third degree test refusal. That is all the significant calls in Hamlin for last month. Is there any questions? All right, thanks for coming. Thank you. Have a good night. <coughs> Thank you. All right, in no 3.2 tonight, the next will be 4.0, the consent agenda. These items are considered to be routine and will be enacted in the motion. I'll make a motion to approve the consent agenda. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. 5.0, Planning Commission recommendations, none. 6.0, EDA, none. 7.0, appearances. 8.0, City Attorney. 
Uh, thank you. Um, it's on the agenda already that we're going to be proposing a workshop for Monday, January 29th. That's the fifth Monday of the month, so we don't have a council meeting or anything else on that night. A um, couple of things that, uh, you know, I've been talking with the different individuals that we had spoken about at our workshop a few weeks back regarding some condition use permits that are either out of compliance or have been completely revoked and so forth. So um, those will be some of the things that we'll put on for that workshop agenda. I think it'll be more appropriate for me to fill you guys in on those various conversations at that time. Um, otherwise, we've been working with the deputy on some of these other things uh, with regard to the dangerous dog designation that we had not that long ago so we're working closely with the sheriff's office to figure out how exactly we the next steps in that process unfortunately because we're not getting compliance and those kind of things but um the last thing i'll mention that will probably also be on the workshop is we just recently had some questions come up just this week with regard to um the hidden forest uh development that's in place there was some questions from them about having a special meeting perhaps because of some um, a hiccup that they've reached with FEMA. I think it may be appropriate to put that on the workshop for the 29th and then if another meeting is necessary, we could do it probably after that if you guys have gotten more information about what's going on with that. So um, that's what I have for right now uh, at this point in time. And then we can talk about this. Yeah, cars absolutely, for the cars well for neighbors thing, yeah. yeah. And, and as we mentioned, I was hoping, and they did kind of give you guys a layout of how these vehicles, what happens with them, where they go, are we actually seeing them at the location or not, mm -hmm. because that matters, as you guys know, with what is and is not allowed in the CD2 that mm -hmm. they are and that kind of stuff. So give us some guidance on, if you guys decide to approve a condition use permit in the future, you'll know, at least from them, how it works. So, yeah. Great. Anything else? I don't have anything else. Mm -hmm. Thank you. City Engineer? Nothing to report. City Administrator. Bill List. Eleven point zero Council Business. Eleven one Committee Reports. Any committees? Nothing to report. 11-2, discussion of the request for funding for Trunk Highway 65 and Bunker Lake Boulevard Northeast, County City Highway 116, Engineering Interchange Design. We discussed this briefly at the workshop <clears throat> at that time. I'm not sure who was missing. Was it you, Jesse? Uh, Jim. Me. Jim, okay. Um, we, at that point, agreed that the full council should discuss it, so I'm proposing to table this until the next meeting when everyone is here. We have a motion to assist the discussion to table it. Table it, second would be. Yeah, motion and second. second. I would make the motion. Second. Okay, thanks. Motion and second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Table it. Aye. 11-3, discussion of a proposed workshop meeting for Monday, January 29th, 2024 at 5 p.m. Attorney just mentioned that. Sounds good. Does that work for everyone? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, I'll be coming in hot. Here, put it two, so we'll see. <laughs> I should make it. Can I get a motion? Just a motion. I'll make that motion. I'll second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 11-4, announcements and future agenda items. Nothing. Motion to adjourn. Second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye.